Welcome to the Procurement Show. Hello and welcome to The Procurement Show, the show that tackles the topics we all need to think about and sets out to explore the more interesting bits of procurement. I'm Jonathan O'Brien. And I'm Paul Philpot. I'm currently producing Jonathan's new album, titled To Be Arranged. Uh, I'm looking funny, forward to that. Strange title, that, isn't News it? To Be to Arranged. Yeah. This week we're exploring how you can build a high-performing strategic procurement function from the ground up, where you are literally starting from scratch. And to help us, we're returning to Sweden to look at the large state-owned logistics company Green Cargo that transports various goods by train. The Procurement Show is brought to you by Positive Purchasing, enabling the future of procurement in organisations around the globe. Green Cargo is owned by the Swedish government. It has 370 locomotives, the vast majority of which are electric pulling, with well over 5,000 wagons and operates roughly 400 freight trains every day. It is a freight train company that is pursuing a long-term sustainable development program and has organised itself to minimise its impact on the environment. But there's been a cost to running a sustainable train operation and Green Cargo has faced no shortage of challenges. Prior to 2021, the company had been unprofitable. And since then, there have been various efforts to improve the company's financial standing, including a restructuring in 2018. And efforts to improve its operations and the use of new technology to make it more efficient. Another initiative has been to transform its procurement function. And I'm delighted to announce that the person who's heading up this transformation is the CPO of Green Cargo. He is an experienced procurement person who has formerly headed up business content for Sylph in Sweden and has worked in various positions in procurement and supply chain. He's also been a journalist and holds an MS in business administration, marketing and commercial law. Please welcome to The Procurement Show, Andreas Takas. Andreas, welcome. Thank you very much. Hello. I need to start by saying I'm already excited and we haven't even interviewed you yet yeah. because it's all to do with trains. Absolutely. I love yeah. trains. And this is like playing with trains on a big scale, right? Mm, yeah. Huge scale. Quite a challenge, Andreas. And I see two challenges here, in fact. So how do you transform procurement and then how do you drive sustainable procurement in what must be a very traditional logistics company? So when you got that call, your first day at Green Cargo... Where do you start? Anytime when you get this kind of call and you realize that this will be a roller coaster, being on a roller coaster, because it's such a big challenge or great challenge, what you actually do is that you start doing your research. You start reading about the company and you start to prepare yourself. And that's what I did. So I would say that I came rather prepared for the challenge. It does seem like you're trying to get a very big ship moving, or should I actually say a massive train moving? Mm, yeah. And you kind of need to know what kind of direction you want to take the organisation in, what kind of direction you want to go in. Was the organisation clear about this? How did you work with the organisation to identify the direction and the aims? First of all, let me just give a 10-second background. Mm -hmm. As you pointed out when you did the introduction, that we had a major reconstruction in 2018, and it actually went on 2019 as well. And I joined in 2019, in December. In that sense, the organization and the culture was, of course, very prepared for change because this was the time for change in the whole company. At the same time, where everybody on board for what we would do 
with procurement or within procurement? No, definitely not. This is a company which has a very immature procurement function or immature procurement process. And what we did to get the necessary buy-in and understanding and so on was that we did a rather thorough maturity assessment, procurement maturity assessment, being able to show that we are here and we need to be there. And we also had major challenges with our profitability. So basically saying, okay, we need to become more profitable. And in order to do so, procurement and its suppliers needs to contribute to this improvement and also enable to do this improvement or this contribution. We also need to improve the procurement function. And let's start with that procurement bit, especially. We'll talk about the sustainable bit because, I mean, this is a huge, huge topic. As part of that maturity assessment that you did, how long did it take you to figure out what was important in terms of what you needed to buy and also who the most important suppliers were and how did you go about doing that? I think it goes for anyone in the UK as well or anywhere in the world that when you're new, we always say that you get 90 days to get on board. Mm -hmm. And you could say that was more or less the time that I used up or needed we had to do all of it to dig deep into the spend analysis and the categories and so on. At the same time, it's not rocket science. You know what you are doing. It's trains, it's locomotives, it's wagons. You know that there are locomotives, the maintenance and so on. So it's pretty down to earth and therefore you can do the analysis and draw the right conclusions in a rather fast time and also being rather accurate, I would say. It all goes back to data at the end of the day. Did you have access to decent data, like, for example, spend data, so you were able to establish who was spending, what with whom, all the typical scenarios? And how did you go about understanding that data and putting it into the context of the business? It wasn't really transparent. We had the raw spend data. You always usually have that in your accounts ledger and so on. What we didn't have was a contract database. Mm -hmm. So there was a lot of manual work to be done. Who did all that manual work? Did you do that within your team? Yes, we did. Because I made the decision from the beginning that we would do this bottom-up and top-down without the help of consultants, because we needed to build the understanding into our DNAs. We didn't close the circle 100% these first 90 days or even 180 days. Mm -hmm. Of course, it continues work. And since we didn't really use any external resources for it. The Procurement Show. Exploring the more interesting bits about procurement. And now, the Procurement Fun Fact. This edition's exciting tale of preposterous procurement, bizarre buying, or simply saucy sourcing. The United States Department of Agriculture spent $700,000 into a study on the methane emissions from dairy cows. The conclusion is that cows emit more methane from belching and only a small amount comes from flatulence. Do you know what? I didn't know you were going to do that procurement fun fact. I thought you were going to do the other one. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not... No. We're going to edit that bit out. The Procurement Fun Fact. Contact us by email. Hello at theprocurementshow.com. Send us a tweet at Procurement Show or connect with us on LinkedIn. Search for The Procurement Show. 
So I guess if we think about the team that you had, those working within procurement, beginning to transform how Green Cargo operates procurement sustainability within the organisation, that must have extended to those in the procurement function who I'm guessing would have had to have embraced new ways of doing things, develop new capabilities, or perhaps sort of change something, new ways of working, etc. How did you take people with you? And what have you still got to do in terms of that journey? It was a very, very special situation because I think that we all remember what happened in early 2020. Mm -hmm. It was the pandemic. And this team was made very anorectic. Literally, there were very few remaining members of my team when I joined. And those who still were in the team, they were actually on their retirement plan within 12 months. So what that literally meant was that I needed to start recruiting and replacing and also enhancing the team from day one. And that all happened during the pandemic. So recruiting, interviewing, selection, onboarding, introduction, and so on was done during the pandemic. And it also means that these people who were brought into the company during the pandemic, they met with new colleagues, their new stakeholders, suppliers, and so on, via teams. And we had to onboard and introduce the people and also train them mm -hmm. in both the corporate specifics or what is specific to Green Cargo and the railway industry. But then we also needed to train both new and some of the remaining staff members in modern procurement, right. sourcing, whatever we call it. It seems you have had a lot to deal with, yeah. really. All at the same time, you've got a new team. Yeah. No doubt you've got various new processes that you're bringing into play. And we all know that procurement loves processes. It yeah. has a lot of them, but they're there for a reason. They kind of like formulate a strategy. And when you've done that, you need that strategy to work well. You need all the tactical stuff to fall into play in order to be able to buy things more efficiently and bring things under control. How did you go about doing that kind of tactical stuff? Did you have ERP system waiting in the wings or did you have to put something in place from scratch we have to put everything in place from scratch wow. and i've coined an expression actually mm -hmm. it's procurement excellence by making bricks without straw <laughs> i like that that's really good but I'm happy to say that quite early in the process, we started working with category management. Mm -hmm. Both category management and SRM was new to Green Cargo. And we have six main categories. And just like any other company, then they are divided into 180 different subcategories. Mm -hmm. So we rolled out category initiatives in all of the main categories and actually using the 5i model, which Brilliant. worked very well. Good. And it's a lot of struggle and there was the initial confusion and so forth. But what I think that what we did was actually exploring together what we were buying, the challenges with the suppliers and so on, just defining which suppliers are strategic, creating yeah. some kind of joint understanding cross-functionally. Mm -hmm. You mentioned it, it's a struggle. The rail industry in general yeah. is yeah. heavily, heavily regulated. Yeah. Did you find that this regulation got in the way of what you wanted to achieve? And how did you navigate such a heavily regulated industry? 
You always have to find your dialect, so to speak, because every industry is unique in one way. And yes, it is heavily regulated. But I also used to work in the energy sector with nuclear, and that's even more regulated. Well, yes, I can yeah. imagine. Yeah. I've also worked with pharmacy and food and so on, which is also rather regulated. I think that it's important to see beyond that. Sometimes we blame all the regulations for being unable mm -hmm. to do things. But at the same time, yes, in this industry, it's quite common in several categories or subcategories that there is a natural sole source situation. It's not an easy fix, and yeah. perhaps you can't even fix it. And then you just have to work with our other tools. So it's perhaps not so much tendering work that you're doing. It's actually more SRM work, but it's still procurement. It's still category management. Let's talk about sustainability. Not only have you been attempting to change procurement, but also drive sustainability at the same time. And in my experience, to drive sustainable procurement, you need to first be good at strategic procurement. You need to have good strategic procurement in place to then be able to bring sustainability in as the backbone behind it. How have you tackled this double challenge? I think we've actually done it the way that you described it, yeah. because we started this journey in 2020, and we've spent more or less 2020 until 2022 in just getting things in place, getting ourselves in place. And we also developed what we call is the SRM plan. The SRM plan, you could say, is the database for suppliers and what you have, if they've signed your code of conduct and so on. And it becomes your strategic tool to continue working with sustainability because I don't have to tell you, of course, sustainability doesn't just happen mm -hmm. of itself. It's really hard work. And you need to have this kind of business infrastructure. Yeah. And I would say that we got ready for that next step a year ago. Mm -hmm. So now we are moving ahead because we need to define what is sustainability to us, yeah. for example. What's important to Green Cargo and its stakeholders, which are the different stakeholders in the sustainability question. It's time to ask Jonathan. And today's Ask Jonathan comes from Ian McAndrew, who says, Dear Jonathan. Hi. I hear people, I hear people <laughs> talking about strategic procurement mm. and tactical procurement. But, Jonathan, yeah. what is the difference? That's now, this a good is, question. It is a good question because a lot of people do tactical procurement and think they're doing strategic procurement when really they are not. Tactical procurement is what most people end up doing. You're buying stuff. You mm. know, I have a need. We need to make something. We need to provide this service. This is the stuff that we need from third party providers. We need to go and get it. That's the tactical bit. Where whether you're traditionally raising an order, giving instruction to somebody, or it's the transactions via some sort of online ERP type system. You know, that's all the stuff that keeps procurement going. You've also got tactical stuff, which is about sort of just managing contracts, managing the day-to-day -day spend, making sure the suppliers are delivering and what they're doing. All of that's pretty tactical. It's just the stuff we need to do to serve the business. Strategic procurement is where the intervention of procurement with suppliers and in the supply base is directly contributing to and helping the organization achieve its goals. 
And we've got to be really clear about that. That doesn't just mean we're negotiating a bit harder. It doesn't mean we're doing category management on its own. A lot of people do category management and say, hey, we're doing strategic procurement. Well, it's only strategic procurement if you are developing and implementing category strategies which are serving the organization to meet its strategic goals. So if the organization has sent out a strategic goal to perhaps become more sustainable, to reduce its CO2 emissions and reach net zero within 18 years or eight years, whatever that target might be, then procurement's role is how do we enable it? You know, what's the strategy that we're going to deploy with our suppliers in terms of determining how we source categories that will enable the organization to achieve its strategic objectives. It's not strategic unless the interventions in the supply base are directly contributing to helping the organization achieve its strategic goals. And do you have situations whereby you've got a case study of tactical procurement that actually could benefit from being upgraded, so to speak, to be strategic? Yeah, most work that we do with organisations is the needing to make that change. And it doesn't happen overnight. It's about training. It's about process. It's about having clear vision, goals and objectives. It's about the structure of the organisation. It's about how you measure change. It's about how you have the proficiency to do it. And it's about how you get everybody pointed in the same direction. So basically all of those things Mm -hmm. together, it's a big transformation to do it. But, you know, that's what we do. Do it well huge benefits. Fantastic. Good question, Ian. If you've got a question that you'd like to ask Jonathan, here's how to get in touch. Ask Jonathan. Email your question to jonathan at theprocurementshow.com. You might be part of the next show. The Procurement Show. The latest thinking, the greatest insights. It's well known that Sweden leads the way in terms of protecting the environment and minimising impact on the climate. What's also rather interesting is the fact that green cargo is state-owned. Yep. It kind of follows that there must be some sort of state imperative here. How does that translate to sustainable procurement? And is there the state recognition, I guess, of what's actually involved to truly do it well? First of all, we need to live up to the owner's requirements and their agenda or the agenda of the nation, basically. At the same time, we are an important tool in that agenda since we provide sustainable transportation. But then we also need to be sustainable. And we become a part of our customers' sustainable supply chain. Mm -hmm. Looking at the difference between rail operations in the United Kingdom versus rail operations, certainly in Sweden, is that you're all electric, aren't you? We have a problem here where we've still got quite a lot of diesel locomotives on the the rails. And that kind of puts us on the back foot from the get-go, doesn't it? We have our fair share of diesel locomotives for shunting purposes. And we definitely have to improve there. And that's actually where we are focusing right now, how to make diesel more sustainable in the short run and then of course replacing those old locomotives with newer smarter locomotives and solutions and so on. Given that you're a traditional logistics business then is it fair to say that if you're going to drive sustainability on the supply side that this is not just about changing something in your suppliers and what you buy you've actually got to change how the business operates what its fundamental proposition and the way it's organizing itself to do that is that true and if so how did you tackle that it's definitely true because we need to improve our own production 
And at the same time, we are very dependent on our own supply chain. So we are dependent on suppliers and both products and services that we buy. And I think that this is where we have our challenge right now, is that we need to focus on the right initiatives where we can actually see things change or improve. And we should also remind ourselves that sustainability is not only about CO2 emissions. Mm -hmm. It's bigger than that. Yes. So it's a social dimension and so forth. What was the biggest change you needed to make within the supply base to tackle sustainable objectives? We haven't done that many changes right now, but what I can see is coming is that we need to either start getting rid of, I'm not going to say that they are unsustainable, but suppliers that do not live up to our sustainable credentials, we either migrate away from them, which is a little bit tricky in this sector because of the supplier situation or make sure that they improve and that they start working with these questions. Jonathan, when you have a solo supplier situation like this, how do you get the upper hand? How do you bring that solo supplier along on the journey that you want? Sometimes you can't, Mm. and sometimes they're not interested. So that's the first thing. And secondly, to do that, either you change the specification or you change what you want, Mm -hmm. so they're not the only supplier. Or if they are interested in working with you, and that's a key test, then it's about how do we build that relationship? How do we work together? How do we collaborate to do this? Not everybody's going to want to do that. Microsoft, for example, fits into that category. Mm -hmm. They're not going to want to collaborate to make PowerPoint not crash. Not interested. You've got to understand where you are to be able to have that power in the first place, which, Andreas, I'm guessing that part of what you do is understanding which are the suppliers that we can have those collaborative relationships with. Yeah. Yeah. I'm interested in that journey. And obviously, there's a lot of change there that's happened already. What's next? What do things look like over the next three years? What would you say is the single biggest thing that you need to focus on from a procurement perspective? It's the combination of moving forward with sustainability, but also maintaining profitability. Because what we have seen in this company is that we have a challenge, a natural challenge, I would say, staying profitable. Mm -hmm. And when we are not profitable, we are not able to focus on moving forward. And I think that's the biggest threat that we need to avoid. But with that said, I would say that it is the SRM work and the combination of SRM and sustainability that we really need to focus on. Green cargo will transport many different forms of cargo. Mm -hmm. I could imagine that a lot of food stuff Uh, I know where you're heading uh, with this. And food equals takeaways and I like my takeaways. Now I would normally ask for three key takeaways Mm -hmm. but what I'm going to do is ask for three wagons of wisdom. Like little trains of terrificness. Absolutely, yes. Locomotives of loveliness. I like that. Pearls of wisdom. Pearls of wisdom. Yes. May we have three of the aforementioned, please. My three wagons of wonder or wisdom (laughs) would be, and I keep repeating them to people around me, is that doing this kind of work, it means that there are thoughts that should not be thought, words not to be spoken, and feelings not to be felt. 
And what that literally means is that you need to stay focused, eyes on the target, and it is like running a marathon in a storm. And if you don't do it, nobody else will do it. And then the company will just stay where it is and it won't grow, it won't develop. Andreas Tankas, thank you so much for joining us on The Procurement Show. It's been wonderful to hear about where you are and I wish you every success with what you're going to be doing next in Green Cargo. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to The Procurement Show. Contact us by email, hello at theprocurementshow.com. Connect with us on LinkedIn, search for The Procurement Show and on Twitter at Procurement Show. Visit us at theprocurementshow.com. The Procurement Show is brought to you by Positive Purchasing, enabling the future of procurement in organizations around the globe. Copyright Positive Purchasing, all rights reserved. Produced by Fresh Air Studios.